It is a Tuesday edition as uh, love our conversations before we hit the air. So I was listening to Tom's weather. Enjoy the next couple of days because we may not get above zero till June. Is what I think I, I've, I've surmised from That's that. That's gross. Ready to step into another. I really enjoyed January. Wasn't it great? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about good? that, huh? You know, I mean, it was, granted, we had about 42 minutes of sunshine the entire month, but every day was like 25 <laughs> or 28. Yeah, it's like, to me, it's like the ideal winter day is like 28 degrees, oh, especially this time goodness. of year, not 22 below and you wake up. Do you guys, I'm sure you have weather apps also on your phone, even though we should be tuning into Tom, but you have weather apps yes. and you could check yeah. the next... Usually like two yeah, I weeks. It on a, I, I love doing the old 10-day for Right, you do the 10-day yes. or the two-weeker. So I, I stopped yesterday as I started to scroll up, and I got into parts of Feb, and I still was looking for something above three. Now, I'm not looking at this anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the, you know what's coming out today? Depressing. Today, boys and girls, by the way, you can always text in at 35270. is our text club. Uh, feel free to join. That's a, it's a nice way to get involved in a program. And next half hour... Uh, yeah, the the uh, strong man, strong woman contest again coming up over the weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, so our man will come in and talk about what that entails this weekend in case you're looking for something to do. But uh, what comes out today is uh, the the uh, BBWAA baseball writers association. All of that is going to come out with the results today of the 2023 Hall of Fame vote live from Cooperstown. So five o'clock this afternoon. Uh, you know, any electees will be inducted during a Hall of Fame weekend in July. And, uh, you know, the class of 22, in case you forgot, uh, Bud Fowler, Gil Hodges, Jim Cott is, is a big day, a big right. year for, for Minnie Minoso, Buck O'Neill, Tony O, and David Ortiz. So I'm looking, and uh, every now and then it's fun to kind of go around this, but uh, sometimes just the name makes you say, yeah, or, eh, no. So... I, I threw down there, so you got Scott Rowland. Yeah. He's borderline. I Yeah, I'd say the Hall of Very Good. I don't know about the Hall of Fame. His longevity helps him. No, that's a part of it, yeah. Eight gold gloves. Um, one of uh, 15 infielders ever to win at least eight gold glove awards. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's a six-year on the uh, the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Helton, fifth year on the uh, the ballot. He's close. I think he still falls in Brad's category there. Well, and I think the Hall the, of Very Good. Yeah. How much did Coors Field help Todd Hilton? Oh, the old ballpark. Bring I, it in. I with really, the I really feel like I'm a, I'm a stick in the mud, but I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. I liked your comment. Um, four silver sluggers, three gold gloves, batting title, uh, thirty-seven half uh, WAR. You know, wins above replacement over that span. Third in the majors, behind only Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez, who, by the way, a Rod. Let me throw that at you. A-Rod? That ain't happening. Nope, not happening. All right. Um, Andrew Jones, sixth year. He's the, very close. I like Brett's comment, too, the HOVG. Hall of Very Good or the Hall of Fame? Well, here, here the thing is, too, is I think the last word of that whole thing should matter a little bit, the fame part of it, like what you contribute as far as like way, making an impact uh, in the game. Because when you throw out these names, and it's two people that we're a little partisan to, with Roger Maris and Maury Wills, right. fame should matter. Longevity for record should matter. Had some impacts that Had rippled some impacts the entire on sport. The game, you could, right? uh, Andrew Jones, I think you could convince me. Yeah, correct. That's Jones, what I think. 
Andrew he's Jones, a household name. Yes. Andrew, Andrew Jones, Jones felt like he was like in the bigs at 15. Yeah, right. I mean, he was a young, I mean, he was at young. Home, he was at home runs at 20 in the yeah, World Series. Like 19 years old, 20 right. years old. Francisco Rodriguez, first year on the uh, the ballot. Uh, no. no. Uh, okay. Here's one for you in his ninth year. Gary Sheffield. Oh, that's close. Ooh, I... You could make I yeah I, I, I think you I would could have put, no problem you, with him. You could in. put him in. I think Gary Sheffield to me is is if you were at the stadium or watching a game or listening to it, and he comes up, you don't want to miss his at right? bat. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, that should be a factor. Sheffield was one of those guys. If Poppy's in, should Sheffield be in? Yeah, that's a good mm. point. Twenty-two seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think about that. Uh, uh, reached the majors in 88 at the age of 19 years old, Gary Sheffield. Came up as a shortstop with the Brewers. That's exactly right, 1986. 26-83, his hits, 509 home runs over the course of his career. Yeah, Sheffield's a uh, – I'm curious about that one. Andy Pettit, now the fifth year of Andy Pettit. He's pretty rock solid. I mean, I would I'd say so. Uh, Let me look at the numbers. Yeah. Holds uh, all-time records with 19 playoff wins. Yeah, that's what I mean. That should factor. 44 into. starts with the Yankees, and then 96, 98, 99, 2009. Because if I'm going to argue for Maris that his postseason should have mattered, yeah. and what he did the postseason yep. and MVPs. Pettit's not- final ring came, as you know, with with uh, Houston. That's right. 19 and 11, 3.81 ERA in the postseason. So if you go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, and you saw Andy Pettit there, you wouldn't be shocked, right? <laughs> right that's a good point, no. right? <laughs> like, and again, like if you and I drove the Coopers yeah. out, you wouldn't be shocked. All right, real quick, uh, Jeff Kent, two more. Uh, Jeff yeah, he's Kent. He's pretty close. I, mean, I would say, yeah, yeah he's he's, he's borderline man. as well. I would I would not have a problem with him. Career 290 him. hitter. Um, uh, runs, you know, you look at the home runs, 351. That's more than uh, Ryan Sandberg, Joe Morgan, mm-hmm. and Rogers Hornsby. He had eight seasons of 100-plus runs batted in. Jeff Kent, you could make an argument for. Yeah, right. And then uh, Billy Wagner. Um, uh, eighth year, and, 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 the, and the, the, the bio on, on this is, is the induction of Trevor Hoffman seems to have kicked the door open for Wagner, the flame-throwing lefty. You know, think about lefties. Hater kid, the, the flame-throwing lefty who ranks sixth on all-time saves. I'd imagine he'll get in. But who knows if if today we will hear yeah, his name at question. five o'clock? The thing with closers too is like, where do you? Where's your bar for? Yeah, closers? I say, where do you draw the line with closers? We all know three hundred, three thousand five hundred seems yep. to be the unwritten, which has got to lower here. Soon. Which we like to. Think. <laughs> or no one's right. I would say, I say right. for pitchers now, what's it got to be? Two hundred. I, mean, <laughs> right. I mean, Pettit's like two fifty, two fifty six. I think it is. Right. Well, how much do you guys think that the analytics of baseball in the next decade or so? Will uh, change the mentality well, as, in relations to. to the uh, to the Hall of Fame. It has to, doesn't it? It's, a, it's such an integral part. I, I, I just don't know how. You, I mean, shifts, non shifts. You know the way baseball is today. So the eighties and nineties when I really started watching baseball. I mean, yep. you had twenty wins. That was pretty good. If you mm-hmm. get fifteen, you're 
Wow. And, and then your father's, our father's generation, whatever, going, someone's making, you know, 36, 40 starts a right. year. So, you know, they're pitching every three days. Danny Koufax but, is pitching like three games in a World you Series. You think it was of the Twins like in the 80s when like Frank Viola would go 18 and 14. Or right. Or Levin would go seven. Mike Smithson went 15 Danny and 14. Danny McLean just won his 41st like. game of the but, season. But I mean, they actually had decisions. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. guys that would win. I mean, they'd have 30-plus. They'd go 17 and 15 or something right. like that. So I'm curious, uh, too, how this uh, lays itself out. Which, by the way, we'll get to the phones at 237-3767. Uh, an obscure stat, I don't know. I, I suppose you can Google this if you have an hour and a half. But Justin Fletchock, our good buddy Fletch, one year with the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks had, I think it was, and I bring this up to Fletch every time I see him, 17 starts. And seventeen decisions. Wow, that's pretty, that, that's is, pretty unique. Is that something Especially right, a shorter Derek? Season like that, right, that's, Dave, yeah. right, Brad? That that's is, something, that's, right? That is something to have a decision yeah. in every start. You're not leaving the game tied. I mean, right? What are the chances of that's that? That's not very often. No, bullpen doesn't kick one away get, for you. You're <laughs> getting to the fifth inning. I mean, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's was, a lot. That's why he was the fiftieth uh, uh, North Dakota athlete. That's in, exactly in the, right. In the century, in the twentieth <laughs> century. Fletch, if you're tuning in today, <laughs> pound that chest, yeah. buddy. Yeah, that was I, that Sports Illustrated that did that. Yes. And then they, who did they forget? Like he made it in. Uh, was it the Steiner twins didn't make it who had such a good yeah, career at Iowa? Wrestlers really. at Cent- I can't remember yeah. who it was. Oops. Might have been Troy or Terry or yeah. one of the oh, two. Boy. Let's go to the phone lines, Brad. Get some folks uh, on today. What do we here. got rocking and rolling today? Paul is checking in. Paul. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Good. I'm enjoying my day off. So what do you think of the Michael A. Taylor Yeah, we kind of buried the lead there, too. Kansas I, City. I really like it. Yeah, that's a good move. It's an interesting move in the fact that, okay, so you have Byron Buxton who isn't playing all that often. You trade within the division. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just a, it's a lot. Well, I there. think one of those relievers. I think Sisk. I think he'll he'll get some time for the Royals. The lefty, it throws hard, and yeah. right. and he's all right. I'm not sure if the other guy will. Stephen Cruz is the right hander. Yeah. Uh, now, now, Paul, don't expect like. Taylor to come in and blow your socks off with with home runs and and driving <laughs> balls <laughs> driving balls out of the park, but certainly more than service bowl and has some years under his belt mm-hmm. when when Buxton goes down. So yeah, I think I think that's good. I think yeah, he's he's. And I'm yeah. excited for that concert caravan tomorrow, and I'm excited for that. All right. Well, you will see us there. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll see you tomorrow, Derek. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks, at- Paul. All right, there you go. Bring an appetite. I think, um, uh, but I think they needed right-handed bats. Yep. Yep. And I think, well, this this is twofold. I think, yeah, it spells Buxton in center. It'll let Gilbert. It'll let Celestino basically play a full year in St. Paul, which he needs. Mm-hmm. You know, and not that he can't be a competent major leaguer. I just think he he. Came up too. He quick. had to come up. Yeah, and if there was need be, you can bring him up again. Right. And he's had that. Right. Yes. So I just so you got that. Now I just I don't know if they're going to get rid of Kepler now. I think they might. I mean, now he just got this log jam full of guys that might play outfield, and you know where does Larnick fit in? <laughs> right. And now it's. I mean, that's what might make spring training really interesting. Is you're going to have to thin the herd out a little bit here. A little rotating. DH well, then. And- yeah, I was going to just say, the Bucks can play DH more, too, right? Yeah. Sure. Rotate your DHs. I think, I think he's going to be dh in a lot well, and since I don't they know, trade away a rise. I don't know who's going to play for his base because if you're gonna, if you think Kirilov, I don't think you can trust Kirilov at that mm-hmm. wrist. Yeah. And so maybe it's Joey Gallo or I don't know. Like I said, there's a – there's a lot of there, there's a lot of it's it's like a puzzle and you're trying to put it together and you got the pieces in the middle of the table and you're trying to all right 
where where is this all going to fit? Dave St. Peter was with the, uh, the uh, KFGO the other day. Davey was on. They were talking about that. And, and, you know, he even at the end, I think, told Dan Michaels and Doug Laris, I don't even know if we're done yet, you know. And, and obviously they, they no. weren't with the news of, of the Taylor thing. But, you know, you guys, when we look at this, we'll find out more tomorrow from the fellas, Jose Miranda and and Nick Gordon in town, Tommy Watkins. But, you know, everybody now familiar with the, the Arise trade. Uh, you guys were talking about Salas and Chur- outfielder uh, Churio, and then, then of course, getting uh, Pablo Lopez, who, you know, is, is a good young uh, Venezuelan that, that can come in and, and hopefully do some damage and, and grow in that Twins organization. You look in the, in, in the, the you know, Kyle Farmer, they inked to a one-year, what, $5.5 million contract. Yeah, where, does, where does he fit? Well, that's the other thing, because Correa's news came. You know, Farmer's all of a sudden going, I'm going to get some. Uh, and then now Correa coming back. Where does Nick Gordon fit in all this? Like I said, there's... Well, they, ask him tomorrow night. I guess. Yeah, says they're they're packing five pounds of mud into a three pound hole here. They're gonna figure out what's uh, what's gonna fit. Come on out to the uh, the sanctuary uh, tomorrow night. On a, on another note, before we dive into uh, what are the chances Trey Lance could be a Minnesota Viking conversation, are we the only ones without confidential documents from the White House? Did you see the latest story? You guys didn't see the one? No. Yeah. There's more? Yeah. Classified documents found at the home of VP Mike Pence. So I was looking at, I was looking going, okay, so Biden's taking them home. Trump's taking them home. Pence has them on there. Have we just, are we the only ones without classified documents? I don't have any that I know of. Do you, Derek, have any of that at home? George Bush have any at Kennebunkport? They're just popping up everywhere. All of a a sudden, anyway, I just saw that flash across my screen. So Brad, before you popped in, we touched on this yesterday, Derek. Uh, you know, San Francisco gave up, what was it, three first rounds in Miami? Uh, and and uh, they gave up a lot to to run up and get yes. Trey, correct? Yes. Um, yep, three first round picks in a uh, 2022 third round pick. Okay, so, this, so now the question is, because Brock is being, he's doing his thing. Purdy seems to, you know, you play like he's been playing. And Derek, you talked about his poise yesterday. So if you're San Francisco, you have a little bit, you might have a little bit of a, conundrum because you're kind of high on what's been happening with Purdy and maybe Lance is 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 you're coming down from the necessity of of getting Trey in there just speaking for San Francisco here but you gave up as you just said so much to get Trey are you willing to part with him and fully understand that you may not get anywhere close to the equivalent to move Trey. So is this a positive? And I'm just throwing the Vikings out there. You know, if Kirk rolls through his deal and then you move into the next quarterback for the Vikings, let's just use the Vikings as a template here, who don't have a lot to give. <laughs> is this do the, do the parts, for Nick Mullins of the 49ers. <laughs> right, do, do the, my question, I guess, to Brad and Derek today, do the parts fit here potentially? No. No, okay. no I say they only have four draft picks for this coming draft, yeah. which is so odd considering right. what – Spielman used to get 13 and right. brag about it. <laughs> well, and Quasi followed that uh, recipe too. there for a, a while. But so we know they'll be trading off. down again. So <laughs> We'll have four, five, mm-hmm. seventh-round draft picks. So you can't acquire them through uh, dangling picks. No, and I don't think you can be able to dangle well, especially some when you're of your overpaid veterans either. Right? Yeah, you exactly. don't think Sam Brand's going to bring in uh, that with some of the uh, – okay. All right. I just I I, 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 maybe they would, but I just can't – I think they have the wherewithal that they and the cap space they could probably take on a salary, but I don't know where they would what they need. I mean, what who they would I mean, who just, they would be willing to take. I don't. I just don't see where it's a fit for what they want to do. I I, I don't. I mean, yeah. 
Kirk's going to be 35 when the season starts next year. Yeah, and this is was probably his last year because then their dead cap money, if they cut him next year, isn't mm-hmm. going to be as bad. So, so to that point, it would make some sense in that aspect of it. But you still got to you have to have the capital to do it. So the timing I, of that question is off in regards to the Vikings. Well, yeah, I, the timing's I, off because they don't have that because the they well because they signed him to extension last year. Right. I mean that's it's that's the. Right. That's the why you don't the, do it. The timing of this window for the, the, the what the conversation is is off for Minnesota. If it's not the Vikings, where would he And that where would be the next fit? logical question, yeah. right? I don't know. Well, what is Washington gonna do? Vegas. What are the Raiders gonna do? Yeah. What's Green Bay gonna do in the long run here? What's you know, I mean Is Love not the answer? Well, I don't know. I mean they they traded up in the first round to get him um, too. I mean and if Rogers I'll give you a sleeper. Okay. Arizona. Yeah, and mm. there's another thing too. If he gets her, but of course, the, are the 49ers going to trade within the division? Nah, so. That's true. Got a new GM though there, and the... yeah, and I don't know if they're sold on Kyler Murray anymore because now that Kingsbury's out, you have a new yeah. coach. I What's could... the Houston Texans situation? What's the well? Yeah. There's the oof. Do you want? Yeah, but I mean that's just it, right? There. Ooh. I mean the Titans drafted a guy. I mean the the. The Steelers drafted. A we guy. can assume that Indy's probably maybe going to move, make it, make a move in in, in the draft, and and yeah. you know, there's obviously a handful of quarterbacks that are coming out in this draft. What's going on with the Ravens and Lamar? I mean, there's mm-hmm. that's that's there's possible. a lot of drama here. Yeah, this February, March are going to be a pretty busy hot stove football. Time. And then on a personal note, for if our folks are tuning in in Marshall, Minnesota today, wondering what the career is going to look like for Trey, that's that. I don't know how many people can answer. If that If I right was now. a 49ers, I would. Not have a problem with Purdy and Trey Lance going. How that after. is your? Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't. You trade up that capital; he's there for you. What if Purdy gets yeah. hurt, or vice versa? Right. I mean, you just gotta. I think you gotta ride it out a little bit, and 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 if you don't get the, unless you get a sweetheart deal, I wouldn't deal him because you have nothing to lose. You're still sitting on his rookie contract. Not like Lance, even though he'll want to play. It would sit there disgruntled well, in nothing, San Francisco. Nothing, nothing he can do about it. Yeah, you know? right. There's no transfer portal. He for sees him. the right. <laughs> that's right. That's a good way to put it. He's uh, he's still making some money and understands probably Purdy's the hot hand right now. Going on that, you know, it's you know what's unfortunate about speaking of uh, foreign quarterbacks. You know, Easton Stick making a good living. You just wonder if you would have had a shot to get in. You know, on on some. Team. I think he's a free agent too. Uh, he is. He? That is correct. So, that, I, I, so he, he, he could be on the move. Yeah, and, you know, maybe we could the, fight a team that could just unite all the former NDSU. Well, quarterback. the biggest thing for him too <laughs> right. is he's got to find the right situation so he's not on the outside looking in. You know, a lot of those guys are contract expires, and sure. if no one calls, then you're talking to the USFL or or the Rocks right. XFL coming up. You're here, trying so. to stay or Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to stay certainly relevant with the talent that you have. Yep. Uh, that might be the answer, Derek, uh, on the end on Trey Lance. You know, if the if the worst case scenario, but but what are the Niners saying, Brad? You had an article uh, today that you're reading. It, does it sound and sniff and smell like the Niners? Again, and you kind of when you're out, everybody's on the outside looking in, and all you're trying to do is trying to read between the lines and the tea leaves of what San Francisco is thinking about. Well, it wouldn't be hard to know that they're... He's going to the NFC Championship game, so how could you not say he's not going to start? I mean, yeah. no, even if he's not going right. to start the season next year, you got to say that this is the kid that's your guy because he's going right. to be your guy if you're going to make it to the show. So what's the attitude towards your backup? Doesn't matter. He's on crutches right now, and that's that's how you're treating the NFL. Well, it sounds like, I'm uh, just reading one story here, Yahoo Sports, Tennessee 
if they moved on from Ryan Tannehill, that could save them anywhere from seventeen point eight to twenty seven million in cap space. That might open the door maybe mm. for Lance, although they have they just drafted their quarterback. Yeah, they drafted though. Malik Willis, so mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, unless they they, they want to make that a quarterback controversy, if you will. But um one article from the San Francisco Chronicle, Michael Silver. Uh, quote has, even if the Niners are receptive to potential trade offers for Lance after the season, uh, they will not come close to recouping that no. haul. Based on conversations with several teams, general managers, Lance would be unlikely to net much more than a third-round selection, though it's possible there's a team out there motivated to give more. And I think the Niners probably understand that, correct? I mean, John, these guys are smart. And I'm not going to give him up for a third rounder from the 49ers. I mean, I'd go into the season with Purdy and Lance. I I, I don't know why you wouldn't. And if Trey Lance doesn't like it, too bad. Yeah, we gave up a lot of capital. It's not your fault you got hurt, but you got hurt. That's just the way it goes. It's not your fault that Purdy has showed the poise and put wins on the board and has taken his team with a pretty good defense. It's not Wally Pipp's fault that he got taken up for a day. Thank you, Lou. You know, it wasn't wasn't Drew Bledsoe's fault that he got hurt either. You know, I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Well, two three seven thirty seven sixty seven gets you in. We come back. Uh, Brad will define how you can possibly let a twenty three point lead leak down to a very narrow game in the capital city. And I got a story here. It's a great story coming out of uh, Dickinson on what happened uh, this week. I see Brad nodding already. It's just a uh, a, a neat story that'll do that. We got that and more. Uh, we got strong man, strong woman. Is that uh, well? We'll find out later. But, uh, Derek, you were in, on the Barnesville Potato Days. You used to take 100-pound bags of potatoes. The participants did. I tried it once, and my chiropractor really liked my okay. business for a week. <laughs> okay. I, was, I thought you did it a couple of years no, back I, in I, your football I, back I, in your day. I tried to do it once just to show. And Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty strong, but that's a whole different type different of Different deal? Know, yeah. Okay. I'm curious what it all entails and what that's all about. You'll find out coming up today. Stick around. Tuesday edition, Jack Michael Show, Derek and Brad, today on 740 The Fan. Tonight, it's high school boys basketball. Maple River at Northern Cass. 715 is the pregame show with Brad Anderson on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. From highways to skyscrapers, from pipelines to wind farms, they've built North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. They are the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 49. They are heavy equipment operators and believe hard work deserves fair pay and family-supporting benefits. Apprentices can earn while they learn the trade. And the pension fund lets members build a retirement that's worth the effort. That is more than a job, it's a career. Learn more at local49.org slash join. That's local49.org slash join. Got to credit Doug Lear, the, the Dougie the Jet Lear uh, emailed uh, this uh, today uh, just to make aware, and I love when Doug does that. But uh, get a little of this, Derek and Brad. And Brad, I say you're nodding, so you're familiar. Uh, be, before a, a packed home crowd with his 101 year old grandfather in attendance, Alex Dvorak, Dickinson's All State point guard. Uh, and I'm assuming was this yesterday, Brad, or was this over I think the it was weekend? This weekend, that was Saturday. Okay, Saturday broke the program's single game scoring record. Alex scored 58 points in a 109-72 uh, win over Watford City. A personal goal of the standout senior, he had eyed the record and had been in place for several years. 
Uh, he shot 50% from the field, went 8 of 16 from three-point range, 16 of 20 from the line, uh, led his team in assists, and, and had 12 rebounds in this game. It got him yet another double-double. Uh, but the fact that, uh, you know, and then once the record was broken, Coach Glazer, uh, you know, brought a sub in there. But he, um, the fact that he was able to to share this as a goal with his 101-year-old grandfather in attendance absolutely uh, kind of warms my heart a little bit because they were, you know, hey, sure, grandpa's around or going to be around. 101-year-old grandpa in attendance. Cool. How, how great awesome. is that story? Just looking at the stat line, 17 of 34. Okay. Get eight threes, eight yep. of 16. That's right. pretty good. So didn't have to take a million shots to get his points. 16 yeah. of 20 from the line. Yeah, mention that. 12 rebounds, five assists. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's uh, Take that's... that. Take that, uh, take that with you for the rest of your life. And then they throw, you know, you throw a mic in front of Alex's uh, face there in the post game show, and then his quote: "It's nice to have this goal, but again, just like my thousand points, got to keep. We got some big games coming up. Season's starting to crack down to the end, so immediately that that mindset for you know people that are in that realm of great, immediately going to the next thing. But I just thought that was you know, can you imagine? You know, you're, who knows how long you're on the earth." But having Gramps there at yeah. 101 years old to be able I to make witness. make it to 101, I can right. tell you that. Yeah. 101. I had six plain tacos yesterday and a Bavarian cream donut at 11.15 this morning. I you don't know, think that's interesting how you, that, you live to tell about it? Well, or? I'm still here now. <laughs> so you, when you have tacos because you're allergic to seasoning. Right. You just have to have ground beef. and that just That's it. And I put a little oil in that ground beef, yeah. a little olive oil, right? And then yesterday oh. for the first time ever. Just cheese and lettuce then? Or what? Yeah. I browned, uh, what do you call it, broiled. I put the, the, the Ortega sh- uh, taco shells in the oven there. Oh. And let the, and, and that's just brought a whole new lease on life. I'd some bush beans, original, thought, what would it, if I put bush beans in that, would that be better, worse, or not not compatible? Well, see, I'd be tempted to put refried beans in with your meat then to make it more of a burrito type of thing just so there's more flavor. How come I can't, co- how do I feel like I can't eat those? Refried beans? Yeah. Well, you can. I mean, we may not be want to be around you later, but there are repercussions them. with every decision you make. Yes, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's See, a good I, way of putting it. I won't ask. What am I missing? Not being able to eat spice and sauce because I know I'm missing anything. Including Brad was in Bismarck yesterday, and there were staple. In fact, in fact, you know, I forgot a text club question yesterday. Hmm. It's going to be late here in the in the day or the show, but I'm going to throw this out. When in blank, meaning fill in town, you have to stop at blank. Oh, that's good. a great question. Do you like call. that question? We reached the region. Because Brad brought up a place where the, the North Coast State College of Science, either the ladies ate at, and I lived in Bismarck for half a dozen years. And I'll tell you this, Derek, and not to give free advertising, but it's a pizza place who's named after the first two letters of the alphabet. <laughs> I guess I gave yeah. it away, but if you, yes. it, it really is a go-to. Now I don't know if that's the answer to this question for people in the biz bang. Well, for me, it it is because I got stranded there when I was going to cover Dapple. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And did you go to? A- thank well, thank goodness it's right across from the hotel that I was staying at. Because <laughs> yep. otherwise, I don't know where I've eaten. I remember Joel saying to me, "You should go out there tomorrow and you know cover all." What I said. Yeah. I can't see the Simonson store across right. the street. I'm not <laughs> Zero driving visibility. Out there. So I was stuck in the hotel all day. I know because I had to do the show with Brad producing for me. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness it was there. And then I, I ordered a huge one. So I had like 
dinner the night before, and then br- you know pretty much brunch with I, the leftover uh, pizza. I uh, I was out in Beulah. We did that football game, Central Cass and Beulah in the playoffs. Did, did they have an answer to this question? When I, in Beulah, no, you have no, to go. I stopped in Bismarck oh, you at stopped. said pizza place, uh, and I the... whatever this. I think the special was like I was gonna just get a, like a small, and the special I think was a medium. So I ate half of it, boxed it up, took it home. Yeah, mom and mama and Rachel ate the rest when I got home. Plus, Since, it was, speaking it was of, you know, I think. Yeah. Speaking of pizza places, I think Valley City is an easy one. Now. Uh, so yes. when in Valley City, yeah. you Absolutely. have to go to the corner. Absolutely. Uh, let me jump out to Western Nodak a little bit. And I know, fans, this isn't why you called, but please text in at 35270. When in blank, fill it with a town, you have to stop at blank. Regarding food, when in Belfield, North Dakota, Brad, you got to stop the Trapper's at- Kettle. <laughs> Not good, huh? Derek, they've got a canoe. I think, do they still, that's the salad bar. They usually have a big... And yes. then the plates are chilled, like the salad yes. skillet plates are chilled. I've only ate breakfast there on my way to Medora a couple times. But, yes, the Trapper's Kettle is And how many animals on the wall, Brad, do you think? Well, you, did you see the the rare white bat? But, yeah, there's, have, there's <laughs> elk and buffalo. and <laughs> He's not kidding. Yeah, I He's mean, exactly yeah, right. There's it's so many species of animals that uh, are yeah. hanging from the wall. I love the fact that I said. It's Western Nodak I love the to fact, because Brad's got college games, I'm sure, on that trip to, like, Dawson County Community College and all the other, well, Miles City Community College. I love the fact that I said, when in Belfield, and Brad immediately puts his <laughs> You gotta stop at the Trapper's Kettle. Oh, we, uh, we the, as the family trip when we've gone to Belfield, that we that is a that is a required stop. At the Trapper's <laughs> so I could do I could do lake bars until I'm blue in the face. Absolutely, in the summer, that's another good know, one too. Bar well, and grills, you know, I could. Oh, there's endless. a million of those yeah. really good spots. Um, the snowmobile play, people hit them up now, you know. Yes. So if am I going to get in trouble if I say so? When in no. Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, well, you that's need endless. To, yeah, there's a lot of them. I, mean, I could go on and on. I, mean, I could go to. Okay, not just one. I no. have one that's uh, right next to the hotel. I forget what it's at now. Right? Uh, the Hub 41. Yeah, that's, that's good. kind of. Uh, that's, Lakeside that's, right that's, there. that's my wife and I's spot. Longbridge. Yeah. There's your text question. When, when in blank. Sorbis. When in blank, you have to stop at the blank. There's your text today. Uh, it's a two parter. Uh, you get five. And there are no wrong answers uh, on that. Uh, what else in the world of sports today is we're kind of uh, rolling through this. Uh, and I know we're it's early in the week as far as the um, the NFL playoffs, but you heard Coach Reed on our montage today, and it wasn't like he's going to play because I've seen the MRI and I've talked with the physicians and the doc. It wasn't that. It was I expect him to play because Patrick Mahomes said he's going to play. So that tail is wagging that dog, but do you really? I don't even. What are the? Well, I think he's gonna try to go. What's the line on that? Is is the visiting team favored? Did I hear on PA show? Is the visiting team? I wonder. I wonder if Cincinnati's not favored by that with Mahomes' injury. Maybe not. I wonder if it's San I, Fran that's favored over Philly. I, I wouldn't imagine. I'll but. look it up here. Uh, let's see here. Yahoo Sports. Uh, Bengals. So two and a half. Bengals? Yeah. There you go. Wow. Over-under is 46 and a half. Seems kind of low. That surprises me a little bit. Eagles two and a half. Uh, Eagles two and a half on the Niners right now. That's uh, that's Cincinnati two and a half. So they're essentially like five and a half if you count the three. Three for home field. That's pretty shocking to me. So obviously there's some questions. Vegas knows that uh, Mahomes is they're, they're, not feeling they're, good. There's a lot of people who are laying money on the Bengals right now. They there's that too. That's the hot hand. Win in Lisbon. Oh well, 
We don't have many anymore. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of my hometown. Get some chain stuff, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have chain stuff, but I mean, you know, back in the day, I think I was when I was filling in for you one morning. Yeah. On the morning sports, they were talking about restaurant or places from you back in the day, and there was yep. there was the steakout, ah. which was south of town, which was the old supper club. Uh, boy, in Lisbon right now, there just there isn't as much anymore. It's kind of yeah, a few chain places and uh, a couple of like. The, I know the place you had coffee with KFGO at is oh, uh, has changed hands. Yes, it has. Um, what a decent place. We got a uh, texture win in Warbird Country, so in Winemere. Win in Winemere. You got to go to the Black Pelican. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's Thank been you, a while. Seth. That was a good call. That's, good. that's a nice call. I'm trying to, you know. If you're in Breckenridge, you go to the Wilkin. Yes. Love the Wilkin. I, I took the girls uh, to a place in Devil's Lake. Is it Mr. and Mrs. J's? Kind of an upscale. I mean, the oh, prices were pretty deep. Prices oh, okay. were wasn't that rather large, but we ate a. It was a fantastic steak, and and, and hmm. what in Minot? Oh, Shots's. Shots's Crossroads. You and I. Have, That's a great. You, call. you and I have broken bread at the, uh, the Shots's Crossroads. The old ninety-nine. <laughs> it's amazing during the Jack Michael show, which is on noon. We get to food us three, and that's like it, all of a sudden it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs kicks in, <laughs> and we can't advance to another topic. When it, yes. Oh, well, I say when you make your uh, pilgrimage to Target Field. Yeah. Well, every time I go to the cities. When in Annandale. No, 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 no. We got to go farther up the interstate. Go to Freeport. Oh, Charlie's Cafe. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great call. You know what's great about them? Their salads uses the shredded lettuce. Yes, oh, they do. Like and that. then the pastries on the way out. <sighs> okay. Big weekend for the Strongman Competition. Jose Miranda and Nick Gordon in town tomorrow night. We'll tell you about what's happening at the Twins Winter Caravan. But we got we got some we got some things to do when we come back. Now we're just hungry. We'll have more after this on 740 The Fan. <laughs> now Brad and I, Brad came like, oh, Grand Forks, the Smiling Moose. And Brad's like, or the Blue Moose. Or the yeah, blue that's what it is. Well, it's, it's technically in, uh, it's over in East East side. Grand, yeah. It's on the East Side. By the theater over but there. But I went to uh, the Italian Moon oh, Saturday yes. evening for the buffet. And you were satisfied. Oh, boy. That was... I think I went from a plate of spaghetti to uh, a couple pieces of pizza to a, yeah, to a chicken breast, uh, oh. ice cream for dessert. You're not leaving there empty. No, like you're, and you're you're kind of you're running the full gamut when you're uh, you're doing that. So I, I was so kudos to the people at the moon. That was thank you. That was very good. Now that you mentioned that, there you're gonna be like, oh Brad, we heard you talking about sit on down. You're yes, fine. Yes, absolutely. I was looking at the, you know the 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 uh, the the strong man strong woman competition coming up this weekend, and, and Jason Elder joining us now. And I'm thinking we're talking this food with our text club question today. When in blank, you need to go to blank. And I'm looking at this, the uh, some of the, the, the things and items at the, like the deadlift ladder from hell. You need to be in a full stomach with a lot of strength and muscle to do half of these things that these men and women are doing. How you doing, Jace? Good to talk to you. It's been a while. What's up today, bud? Hey, Jack. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I got to Gotta admit, now you guys are talking food, right? As the strongman guy comes on, you know, now, now I can't even lost my notes, lost my place. I'm busy trying to scribble down where all these places I gotta eat. Now. Proteins, carbs, <laughs> you know. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, uh, I mean, it's coming up this weekend. But talk a little bit about the uh, the genesis of this. Uh, has it been around for a while? Are you connected to a national competition? Is this something uh, exclusive to the area? Talk a little bit about that, bud. 
Yeah, no, we uh, it's a we got our sanction through U.S. Strongman. Uh, it covers the entire United States. So any competitor that can uh, places in the first, second, or third placing in their weight class gets co- automatically qualified for nationals, uh, which will be later on this year. They haven't determined the date uh, and the t- and the location, but I think it's going to be out in either Vegas or Utah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, this competition is kind of the first one that's been kicked off. We've been doing this one will be our second uh, event. Uh, we with the Winter Classic two up at the, the fairgrounds, and we're looking to put it on. Butler Arena, to be uh, specific, and uh, boy, Butler Arena's pretty busy. That, they're bringing some, uh, some action there because we just had the, uh, the Captain's Fight Club. Now you've got, uh, you've got this tremendous event, and I'd imagine that, uh, that uh, I don't know if there's more women than men or more men than women, but talk a little bit about the athletes, maybe even the, the age ranges, uh, Jason. Uh, you know, what, what are folks going to see when they come out? Yeah, we've got, uh, I think we have eight or nine female athletes entered in the competition. We have 40 total athletes entered. We're growing up and uh, growing into the, the female participants. And it's one of the nice things about Strongman is that uh, we're, we're really trying to gain more ground, get more female and competitors interested in it. And the beauty of Strongman is it's just you and that implement. You're trying to tom- accomplish as many reps as you can get or that max effort attempt that you can get. And a lot of times that's the beauty of this sport is that you put it all out there on the table and you, you show off all your hard work and effort that you've been putting in everything. And uh, you, you can you thank your coach and your family for that support, but it's really all on you. I love watching this. If you've caught any of this on, whether it be uh, you know ESPN or something like that, to watch men or women you know carry large stones and, 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 and move objects and because it's not just like okay let's see how many times you can curl this much weight Jason it's 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 describe some of the I, I reference deadlift ladder from hell first of all De- Brad that's just the title of that we're not doing that I mean you and I are no, right it's the people people much uh, much better <laughs> physical condition I want you to are. move that that you go down the block for 15 <laughs> feet but but some of these uh, different competitive events are 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 are, well, there's a reason only a few people can do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we we tailor all of our events. You have we have five events for the strongman show, strong woman show, the winter classic two this weekend, and and you kind of make a combination of either a static event where you try and show off the power of the the lifter, and then sometimes you'll actually throw uh, we call it a moving event or loading event where they have to have they have to be moving, they have to be showing their agility. Uh, picking up something, turning around, and then bringing it back. And that was kind of the inspiration for the Celtic cross carry this year. Uh, to imagine it, it's just a uh, big cylinder tube, big steel tube. We turned it vertical, welded a couple more pipes on the side so the lifter will actually grab it up by their arms, put it on their chest, and then they have to walk 40 feet, set it down, spin around, pick it back up, and walk 40 feet and set it back down cleanly. That uh, That's impressive. And can you imagine being in the crowd of this, and you're going to have the opportunity coming up uh, this week, I um the other one I was reading in here the the one way farmers carry oh yes oh describe what what's the one <laughs> now that can go so many ways if you're not familiar with this competition but the one way farmers carry Jason what's that entail so with farmers carry just like it entails you know just working out on the agri- uh, you know tied with the agriculture of the this uh, the community the region that we have sure uh, you know farmers just carrying buckets of stuff all the way around with the Walmart one way farmers carry. We're actually, it's much heavier weight, and you just have to walk a straight line for 40 feet. There's no dropping it, turning around, and trying to pick it back up and, and come back. So, uh, actually, for that event, for, like, the super heavyweights, their weight in each hand is going to be 340 pounds. 
So if you add it together, yeah, it'll be a 680 pounds in total that they have to walk 40 feet with. And it's time. Do you have an X amount of time, I suppose, to finish something like that? Yes, you have one minute to get it done. And if you can't get the, the full length in 40 feet, then we just measure it out and see how far you got. It is, uh, I don't even know how you you practice to get in this. I suppose lifting weights. I remember, Jason, you ever see the old, uh, I don't know if this is an old Scottish thing or whatnot, but the, is it the caber toss for back in the yep. the days, right? It's like a telephone pole you're like thrusting and throwing, <laughs> correct? I mean, it almost sounds like some of this is built off some of that, the old, old school competition. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, the the Highland Games. Uh, I, I don't know the full history of where strongman if that kind of devolved out of out of the Highland Games. Uh, but yeah, we've had some some athletes at our gym, uh, Dakota Barbell, Edgar Salsa Payne, that have competed in the Highland Games. Uh, but strongman is just kind of uh, it has it it maybe got more heavy, allowed for bigger weights. You have the big Atlas stones, but then also you still have the moving events. So you get more into the weights and the strength and the power, but then also combining that agility. My last thing for you before we let uh, you, you have people know where to go, what to get tickets, all that kind of stuff, but is there a name uh, or names that have risen to the top in these competitions that are that, that maybe we should know about uh, that uh, continuously finish in the upper upper crust? Yeah, we're uh, – well, last year we talked about we had Jack Plankers compete at our event. He's the you know, right. former NDSU standout football player. He got his pro card. He's actually fighting an injury right now, working his way back. Uh, but we've got some some good lifters in in our gym that are really making a name for themselves. That we're hoping to to, to see where they're at, where they're going from. We don't like to mention names until they actually put the, sure. themselves in a national competition because you don't want to let them get a big head. But sure. uh, uh, but no, we uh, we've got a great competition coming up with uh, 40 athletes that are really going to be able to show off their strength and moxie this coming weekend. Dakota will be at the. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, and you mentioned your club. Is that Dakota Barbell, right? Yep, Dakota Barbell, Edgar's House of Pain. It's kind of the same. Uh, you can find our information on Facebook or Instagram on either one of those. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're a powerlifting strongman gym in South Fargo catering to, to those two sports exclusively. I remember us talking a year ago about Jack and, uh, you know, leverage and raw strength and, of course, his size. What was Planger about six foot, uh, what, Brad? About six, six eight. Six, seven, six, eight. Yep. Big boy. Yep. And yep. enjoyed by – oh, go ahead. Oh, he's over 400 pounds now, so. Wow. I remember sitting down with Jack years ago, and what was engaging him, because he's he's really a nice young, plus a nice young man that was, I, I learned that he, like me, grew up playing pinochle. It was either pinochle or cribbage. He's a big, you'll have to mention that to, to Jack. That I'm like, oh, uh, I found someone else that can play pinochle in this town, for goodness sake. All right, tickets, uh, Jason, what do we think? I, what's the easiest way for someone to, to get a ticket or two and get in there and, and watch these uh, athletes compete? How do they do it? We're just doing straight cash at the door at the Butler Arena. Tickets are $15 for adults, 12 and under are free. Uh, we got concessions being provided by the fairgrounds out there, so once you get in there, you don't have to worry about trying to find food or anything like that. Uh, competition will start at 10 o'clock. We're getting it kicked off with the uh, West Fargo VFW Color Guard presenting the colors. And then we have a, a young woman from West Fargo High School coming and singing the anthem. Nice. Get us kicked off the right way. To, yep, exactly. And. And uh, we should be wrapped by up to by about four or five o'clock with the the ever popular Atlas Stone over bar for reps. Atlas Stone over bar. I can imagine the and I'm just spitballing here the concessions at a strongman competition probably like the a giant <laughs> turkey leg with a loaf of bread 
A bucket of no, I'm just kidding. It'll be probably standard. Oh, you're speaking my language, <laughs> right, Jack. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, you, right, Jason? I mean, it is the new now. I guess we've had a food undertone this entire show, so we'll do that. Hey, uh, enjoy, man. And and anytime you want to chat about this, you got a got a platform here with us, and uh, we love to promote this. It's easy to talk about all the sports that gain all the attention, but uh, but uh, things like this people need to know that are in our community, and this is absolutely fantastic. It's the Winter Classic too. It's coming up on Saturday, ten. A.M. I believe I heard the start time. Jason, is that correct? Correct. Yep. Thank you. Tickets available at the door. Just a ten dollar bill and then twenty quarters. I think that adds up yep. to fifteen. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, a strong man trying to do math. You know, let's get back to the food. Discussion. I got my notebook ready. Let's go. <laughs> go out there and lift up a you go today, Jason, and we'll uh, talk to you around the corner. Thanks, buddy, for the time today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate you, the you time. Got, you got it, my man. Jason Allard uh, joining us today from uh, Dakota Barbell and Company. It's uh, You've seen this on ESPN, right, Brad? Some of the strongman. Yep. And it's incredible with these stone <laughs> log rolling or whatever else they have to Adrenaline accomplish. Pumping in. Yeah, yep. yeah that kind of, uh, that kind of stuff. How about Jack Plankers? That, uh, he's 400 pounds now. Could you imagine that on your, your line? Yeah, and his body looked like it could house that type of mm-hmm. strength and weight mm-hmm. going on. Yet, probably one of the, the nicest, casual, soft-spoken, uh, pleasant young men around. So hopefully he gets healthy, gets back in there, and, and, and can pursue uh, that. Again, Saturday morning, 10 a.m., the Winter Classic 2. Uh, get in there and do it. Tomorrow night, we invite you to the uh, Sanctuary Event Center in uh, 4th in downtown Fargo. It is the Twins Winter Caravan. And Jose Miranda, and I think the Twins, I, from a fan standpoint, to put the expectations of Miranda at a, you know, way up here, I don't think it's fair to Jose Miranda. But I, I think he's he's going to start stepping into, you know, he continues to get ABs, continues to contact the ball, lift that ball out. You know, he had some big hits he came in, tried to put him down to St. Paul, never quite made it to St. Paul, got back into the, you know, so so Jose Miranda, you know, and Nick Gordon, where is he going to factor in, you know, in the big picture with the Minnesota Twins and, and, and how Nick can help this team uh, uh, this upcoming season? Uh, Tommy Watkins, you know, Mr. Fort Myers, you know, that, that Tommy Watkins, their base coach, been around for a long time. So uh, stop on down. You're going to get autographs. You're going to get fed. You know, there's going to be a program. You're going to have a chance to, you know, I'll have a Q&A with each each player tomorrow night, and then you'll have a chance to ask whatever question you want to ask uh, tomorrow too. So that's if you've never been to a winter caravan, it's it's really the one time where you can get as, about as up close and personal as you're going to get with a Major League Baseball player. Agree, Brad? About the one time you're, you're going to get that shot. Yeah, that's, uh, well, you know, unless you, you get down to spring training where there's a lot more people there. and, and, and uh, Right, this is a little more thing. intimate this is, time. this is a little more smaller intimate setting at the uh, at the sanctuary. So we hope to uh, hope to see you out there and talk a little baseball. Yeah, it's, we uh, will. That's great no matter uh, no matter the, the, the season. We will uh, get that done coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, and the question today, and then I asked my the text club late, the question late today. We may have to carry that over to sometime. When in blank, uh, make sure you stop by blank. This date, 1982, the San Francisco 49ers won their first Super Bowl. Joe Montana won the first of his three MVP awards. So there's your piece of history in today. And we lost Winston Churchill on this day at the age of 90 in 1965. Those are my history notes today. Brad, 
I, I, I foresee a maple river, and I foresee the a Raiders and the Jags. Northern yes. Cass. Are you at the Palace on the Prairie tonight? I am. They're both 10-3, and three, so uh, Maple River has been a very nice surprise in Region 1, and the Jags certainly in the conversation, so uh, looking forward to that tonight. It'll be uh, on about 7.50. Awesome. Wild wrapping up a four-game trip out east and southeast, if you will, at, uh, at Tampa tonight. Stick around. Common Man is next on 7.40. The Fans.